0: there and welcome to the podcast here you will find a collective of creative and ambitious mums rising through their messy middle of business and life all while sharing their genius with the world brought to you by emma firenza the founder of mums who entrepreneur please enjoy today's episode Hi there mums, my goodness, I am so excited to bring to you our very first episode of the Messy Middle podcast for mums who entrepreneur in today's world. Now I had to start the podcast off very first episode. Chatting with the lovely Kim Herman, she is an intuitive guide and women's emotional mindset transformation specialist and a recent international best-selling author. She is passionate about working with courageous women who are ready to find that rock solid faith in themselves and faith and trust in the infinite. She guides women to break free from their emotional overwhelm and helps them to discover their innate strengths so they can live their best life with confidence. My goodness, it gives me goosebumps to just read out that bio that Kim sent me and what she does. And I've personally experienced the power of Kim's strengths, um, her passion, her love of what she does Um, in having some sessions with her last year through my gap year. And I'm going to share so much more about that as our podcast presents Uh, so I want you to buckle in. We did sort of get off track in the podcast interview, as you do when you're chatting as women and collaborating. We just have such a love um, for sharing and growing and nurturing our beautiful Mums Who Entrepreneur community. So I just want you to enjoy this interview brought to you by myself, Emma Firenza from Mums Who Entrepreneur. Please enjoy. Awesome. Well, hi everyone. Um, I am here with Kim Herman. I am so excited to have you on our podcast. We have an Amazon top seller. I'm um, so excited to chat about your business and where, um, you know, this new um, amazing announcement of this book that you have been a part of. And I, I can't wait to find out more about how that sort of all came about and um, how you piece the puzzle together for that. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the podcast, on the Messy Middle podcast. And I think we might just start off by you giving us a teeny tiny bio of who you are, what your business um, is at the moment. And yeah, and we'll, we'll start talking about how, yeah, this book has come to fruition.
1: Thank you so much, Emma. I'm really excited to be here today. So um, my name is Kim Herman and my business is Kim Herman Transformations. And I basically, my passion is helping women to transform their mindset and open up their heart. So I refer to it as transforming their heart set by overcoming emotional overwhelm and also learning about the innate strengths that lie within them, who they are at their core. So they can embrace who they are and shine. So, um, yeah, that's that's my passion and what I'm loving doing at the moment in my business. Awesome,
0: awesome. And I have been following your business journey for probably I think I reckon it would be two years now. So, um, yeah, it's been incredible to watch. And yes, also, and yeah, it has
1: like, evolved over time because basically what I do, the way I work with the women I work with is using tools and processes that transform my life. So basically, as I've gone along my journey and things have gone, you know, knocked me, knocked my socks off and I've just gone, oh, wow, that's amazing. Then I've gone, oh, yeah, I think I need to add that to my tools because it was of so much benefit to me. Then I know it will be of benefit to other women out there. So um, it has evolved over time i'm a qualified that. naturopath um, i'm kind of not doing so much of that work at the moment anymore now i'm an intuitive you know a qualified intuitive guide with the institute of intuitive intelligence i'm a currently a creatrix transformologist and newly qualified certified throw factor profiler so um, but that's wow. no more new tools for now that's it for a little while.
0: (laughs) I think it would be really great to touch on. Like that's a lot of study and a lot of applying and learning. Let's sort of touch on. um, I guess I want to go straight into the book because yes, I love reading your chapter, and you know, I, I would say that a lot of our podcast listeners might not have actually read the book, and it's called Leaders: Women Who Change the World Through Their Business. Um. But it was really interesting to see where, you know, what your turning point was in regards to your um, self-development, sort of stepping into that. So, yeah, let's let's kind of step back into that and maybe you could share um, where you were when you first started that journey.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I guess growing up, I never had anything majorly traumatic happen in my life. But there were things that contributed to me having quite bad self-esteem, and I'm quite an independent woman. So my way of dealing with it was just pushing it down and ignoring it, and being strong and just getting on with life. And becoming a mother for me seemed to, and I don't think I had post-traumatic um, uh,
0: what do you call it
1: okay. postnatal depression, mm-hmm. but becoming a mother and not being in control. You know, we know when we're mums, we can't control babies and, you know, yeah. most babies won't run to a, a, a schedule, that everything started to unravel. And it wasn't till my son, I think the real pivotal turning point was my son was around, my eldest was around eight. And he's in the book, I, I talk about he spilled a glass of milk at breakfast and I literally exploded like a volcano. And I'm not talking about just shouting at them it was like venom just spewed from my mouth, mm. verbal abuse. And it was horrific. Like if I was to have seen someone else talk to their child that way, I would have been absolutely horrified. And it just kind of came out of no, It was like this switch flipped and I had no control. And I remember my son and my daughter just sitting there looking at me with absolute fear in their eyes and i kind of just stopped and then just burst into tears and i just knew that i had to to do something about where i was at because i didn't want to do that to my children and i was un, i was unhappy i was miserable like i was i was not i was hating being a mum and i was ashamed of feeling that way mm-hmm. and i was ashamed of how i was acting so then that creates this further cycle of self-hate and self-loathing and you know kind of become stuck in this spiral yeah and that was the real tipping point for me knowing and taking responsibility that it you know the only way things were going to change is if I took responsibility and did something about it And um, that was the start and it kind of led me in all sorts of directions, trying all sorts of things and things helped and they helped for a little bit and then they didn't help. And it was probably, you know, three and a half years ago that I really had my biggest transformational breakthrough. And that was when I knew after having that, I knew that that's what I wanted to do for other women.
0: And was that through the Creatrix Um,
1: that was through the creatrix process yes so that basically you know it's designed specifically for women and the way our brain works the way we process emotions and it just gets to the core of issues and it's it's actually quite a fun process it wasn't painful to go through um it, it can be lots of fun and you know in a matter of only four weeks I had just let go of so much stuff and broken the emotional charge to things like I think because of my low self-esteem, I really craved that validation from my parents and they' I mean they're not awful parents but they're not overly nurturing parents so I never got that validation whereas I was able to cut that tire so I don't I don't need I don't need their validation anymore. Yeah. Hmm. I don't go seeking it anymore. It's, you know, it's not an issue for me anymore. You know, I don't worry about what people think anymore. Um, You know, do I still have fear come up? Yeah, no one's completely fearless and little doubts pop in now and then, but they don't control me anymore.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I actually found that really interesting when I read your chapter was That the Creatrix was designed with an understanding of a woman's hormones, emotions, biology, biology (laughs) and psychology (laughs) straight from the book. And I thought, wow, instantly I got goosebumps actually when I read that because, you know, a lot of um, programs that you see or processes that you see or books or mentoring or... You know, a, a, a lot of things are sort of a one fits all in regards to personality types or um, emotions or whatever it is. I actually, and, oh, and a lot, lot of
1: developed and a lot of developed by men.
0: Like NLP, yes, yes. men,
1: yeah. hypnosis, yes. men, like the history yeah. of it, yeah. uh, even even tapping, men. I mean, and look, I still love those tools, and I still use things like tapping in acute situations, and teach my clients tapping for acute when you're in an acute emotional, having an acute emotional response to something. Um, but yeah, and and I guess it the way it, it's interesting because a lady that developed it tried it on men and she just wouldn't get the same results because we process
0: wow. emotions
1: yeah. differently. And and women actually have a 25% um, more connection between their cranial brain and their heart brain. Wow. And women attach emotion to everything, whereas men don't. Mm. Yeah. So and we're totally, wired, totally <laughs> wired differently, yeah. And, you know, it's really sad. even in Even in the medical world... Most drugs are only tested on male rats, like when they're using animals. And when they say, I mean, it is slowly changing. When they say they've tested it on female rats, it's actually, in a lot of cases, it hasn't been female rats. It's been male rats that have been castrated. Oh, wow. So the the hormone factor for a lot of drug testing and development hasn't really been taken into play either. And, you know, hormones, it's not something that we should fear. It's something as women we should learn to embrace. Yes. It's who we are. Yes. And we are, we are, um, we aren't constant. Men can be very constant. Mm-hmm. Women aren't. And, you know, we're not, we're not meant to be constant. And I think for a long time, and I used to work in the corporate world, we were very much expected to be constant like men. And and a lot of women got very, stepped very much into their masculinity, that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were consequences of being more dominant in that masculine energy, being things like anger coming up, things, you know, women were having health issues that have sometimes been tied into being too much in your masculine energy. And now we're realising that, you know, we, we need both. But yeah, being fluid yeah. and feminine is, you know, it's it's actually a superpower. It's not something to... Yeah, I'm loving that. You know, I'm loving... not a
0: that. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving that journey. And I wish that there was more education, which obviously, as our life evolves and goes on and there's more, um, I guess, people being more intuitive and finding the answers on things and asking elders and you know, diving deep there and we could go so deep on this subject alone, Um, you know, from from looking back at my, um, you know, younger years and then going in and obviously, you know, ebbs and flows of your period and your emotions and, you know, if I had some better tools and resources that my mum would have shared with me, then maybe I would have made better choices. Like I felt, and just that whole like masculine energy and feminine energy in the workplace, like that in itself, just
1: yeah, it, it uncovers so many things. So, and you know, and and you just hit the nail on the head. It starts. We can make a difference with our daughters. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I'll, you know yeah, what,
1: my yeah. my my daughter has started her cycle in the last six months, and you know I tried to. Share with her that this is something to embrace and be excited about. She hasn't accepted that and embraced it as much as I would have liked, because I wanted to go out and celebrate, and she was a bit, ooh, ooh, no, I don't want to do that. But um, you know, just I think if we if we show lead by example and openly have open discussions about it, you know, as they mature emotionally, it, it does help them. Um, embraced it yeah and
0: not to see it as a negative thing happening like yes it's an uncomfortable process oh gosh we're going down a completely different tangent right now um you know but just to embrace it that it is an amazing thing that our body goes through and if you can tap into your energy levels through the month like as a business owner I know my, by just self-discovery now of knowing my energy levels, I know when I am best productive in my cycle. And I plan for that. Like I literally book in meetings. I know when I need to have my down and quiet time and not be overstimulated with lots of people around me. And yeah, my life is um, so much, I don't know, It. it it's, I feel like things of the like pieces of that puzzle are coming together so much better for me and embracing it and like you said celebrating it and just looking at it at a different angle yeah amazing anyway let's let's dive off that topic because we could seriously we, off a bit, we could dive into that so deep um, look i would love to know So from that point and now where you're at right now, obviously, you've gone through incredible transformation and a journey on your own. So tell me, what is the best way that you like to start and finish your day at the moment? What does your start of your
1: day look like and the end of your day as an entrepreneur? Meditation, both ends for me. And, you know, sometimes it's just a quick 10-minute meditation. I love insight timer. It's one of my best friends. Sometimes I will just do my own meditation in silence. So I really like to find that place to settle. Um, I did do um, the, you know, I I did go through a period of time where I was waking at 5am and having an hour to, to myself. But in the long run, that routine didn't work for me and some people love it and some people don't but I generally start at six I meditate I do uh, Pilates three times a week um, or I walk I, I, I might read a little bit in the morning before I start my day and then at the end of the day before I go to bed I'll either just sit there and do some heart coherence and connect with my heart and focus on gratitude and joy and appreciation or I may do another short meditation Um, before I go to sleep, but I just find, you know, since making that part of my daily routine, it just, I don't know, it just sets you up for your day and sets you up for a good sleep at night. And before I go to bed, I like to review what's coming up the day before, you know, maybe an hour or so before I'm getting ready to bed, get, you know, know in my mind what I've got happening for the next day, be organised and then let it go and then prepare for sleep clear that
0: mental clutter, isn't it? It's so important. We can hold on to it and use it as an excuse, you know, that I didn't get a good night's sleep because I'm so busy and I'm overthinking, but you know, just that 10 minutes and then the debrief with yourself sets you up for such a better day, doesn't it? Like you just start the day fresh as opposed to, uh, you know, you can still hit the ground running, but you feel like you're one step ahead instead of 10 steps behind. Just having that 10 minutes
1: understand <laughs> and i and i think for me too it was being realistic about what having realistic expectations on what i could achieve within a day because mm. i fell in the trap for a while where my to do list was so long that then even if i had achieved things you tend to focus on what you hadn't mm. so now i have a separate like long list of things that i know i get to do but my to do list for the next day only focuses on the things that I know I can get done, I'm pretty sure I can get done on that day. So I'm not focusing on all the things I didn't get done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because, and that I think is a massive thing with helping with mindset. And then at the end of the day, you're actually feeling like, yeah, I've achieved it. I knocked them off my list, smashed it today. Rather than, oh yeah, I got them done, but look at all that, everything else I still have to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so are you a uh, paper and pen or do you like digital tech tools?
1: I use a combination of both. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So I have a, I do have a book, a, um, a planner diary and I use, I do use my diary on my phone, my calendar on my phone. So I use a combination of both. When I plan though, when I'm sitting and planning, I'm definitely on paper. paper. Yeah. 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 I
0: love to see it mapped out and I have, yeah, I, although one of my goals this year is to be very much less paper, just environmental factors and all that sort of stuff. Instead of printing a document, do I really need to print it? Can I archive this? You know, all of those sorts of things. But I do love a good journal. I love a good scratch in a journal. Yes.
1: <laughs> and I'm and, and even when it comes to books, I have to admit I'm old fashioned when I read. I like I love my paper books. Like yeah. I mean I do have some I do have some digital books and But I do, there's nothing better than a real book. And I tend to read a lot in the bath and the risk of dropping your phone or your iPad or your Kindle in the bath, it's... (laughs) Yeah, we don't want that to happen.
0: No. (laughs) And I I don't know about you, but are you naughty? Oh, not naughty. That's not the right word, but... I'm a drawer in my books. I highlight, I dog-eat absolutely. Yeah, I treat them like my study Bibles. I yeah,
1: highlight, I, I take notes, I put notes in there. I've got a girlfriend that's a, um, what is she called? She's a purist, she's a librarian, and she gets absolutely mortified when I tell her that's what yeah. I do with my book. Yeah. But so,
0: I mean, it means it's been well loved. Yeah. It's, that's right, you're enjoying it. And it on to someone else and your notes are there and they may get so much joy out of reading that um and connecting with that too i think that's pretty cool to leave that legacy and i I tend
1: to have multiple i tend to have multiple books on the go as well
0: yeah oh
1: we're very much alike (laughs) like my book dan has a pile of books some of them i haven't even started some of them i've done a little bit and stopped and then reading another one and i kind of just kind of just trust where my intuition is telling me I need what I need to read and what
0: yeah I love that I love that I really do and um, there's nothing that gives me more joy than just even we're in a shopping center I have to walk and do a lap
1: of a bookshop I can't leave without yeah <laughs> just need to check it out <laughs> yes so it's exciting that the book, the leader's book um, will be in hard copy in about three to four weeks' time. We've been told oh, the hard copy wow. should be available. So they just had some edits. We found a few um, editing stuff that needed to, to occur and they're just getting the um, print type set checked. And, yeah, so that's exciting. That's very exciting. So I'm glad you brought that up. So
0: how did that all become fruition? So where was this something on your
1: goals list? Um, right time, right people. I think it was just the right time. It wasn't anything that I would say was on my goal list. I think it was like, oh yeah, maybe one day I'll write some a book. And I think for a long time, I um, English was never one of my strengths. And a long time I'd been, I had this belief that I can't write, and you know what, I don't think I'm good at writing or writing in a way that's interesting for people. And in a matter of a month, I wrote an article for Spiritually Fierce magazine and then wrote the chapter for this book. So it kind of was like, so, um, you know, a a friend of mine introduced me to the publishing company that was doing the book because she had been in a previous book that they'd done. And initially, my answer was no, because of the title of the book. And I was like, I'm not a leader. And she's like, yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You are. I see you as a leader.
1: So I really had to, really had to spend some time. Um, I did some journaling on what is a leader. And, you know, I'd obviously set this belief and of this stereotype of what a leader was and really unpiece that together and put back together really what a leader is. And um, in the same, the next day, the Spiritually Fierce magazine had released the theme for their magazine and it was leader. So in two days, I'd had two things. Thank you, universe. <laughs> and so the article I wrote was about how having faith in yourself and faith in the infinite allows you to be the leader of your life. And then I went to the Creatrix conference in October and their theme was leadership. So I had three signs from the universe mm-hmm. that I really needed to accept and own that that was who I was and who I could be. So um, I accepted to do the book, and um, the lady who runs the publishing company, you know, she sends you a bit of an outline idea and how you could structure your your chapter. We're set. um, We have to do around three thousand words. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a lot of words," but once I started writing, it just flowed out easily. And I think a whole a different level of healing occurred in telling my story. And, um, you know, it just flowed out. And then I just had to send it in and the editors looked at it and they, I was very fortunate. They came back and didn't want me to change anything. They were happy with how I'd written it. And, you know, they did whatever they, I guess because it's a US company, they may have reformatted or changed a few things because of how the US speak a little different to us. And so that was exciting. So that really confirmed that, yes, I can write. Because her feedback was it was really interesting. It never got boring. You let it flow. So I was like, oh, I can write.
0: You can, (laughs) absolutely. I'm thoroughly enjoying the book. I'm not all the way to the end, but I've resonated with so many of the women in there. Some
1: amazing women in there. And that's what really excited me was that it was the opportunity to share my story and how it, for that particular book developed what I do in my business and the other women in there from all around the world have some amazing stories and amazing businesses and amazing things, what they're doing. So, you know, it was a real privilege to, to be part of it. And I think the fact that you're in a book, it's a multi-author book allows you to leverage off each other in regards to promoting the book and making it a bestseller. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, 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 I guess, the key ingredients and secrets that allows it to get to that status so quickly, because it was within 24 hours, a bestseller in four countries is because, you know, each of these women has a, a business have, you know, and it, everyone's promoting it at the same time. So we, you know, we have strict instructions on which countries can promote it when and what times we should be posting. So there is a method in promoting it that helps it get that status.
0: I think that's incredible. And it's just the ripple effect, isn't it? You know, all that positivity uh, and excitement blasting out into the world And, you know, the ripple effect of the amazingness of that energy flowing out. And I love collaborating. Like this is a huge part of 2020 for Success Queens, myself and my newly to be launched Entrepreneur Mums Who... Sorry. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting so tongue-tied. I'm so excited. Um, But so for our new business, Mums Who Entrepreneur, which will be launching in a few months' time, um, it's all about collaboration. It's all about celebrating you know, what it's taken to get there. And I guess that's why this podcast is so important to me. It's important to talk about the messy middle and it's important to talk about, you know, I don't think that we ever arrive at a place, but we're constantly on that journey and messy middle could be seen as a negative thing or I want it to be seen as a positive because it's the constant growth, it's the constant progress and pivoting and moving forward in your business, not staying stuck. And a huge part of that is collaborating. You know, we can't do things on our own. And I think when you embrace that and bring the tribe in or however you want to say that word, um, you know, bring together that energy and, you know, ask for help and hold each other's hand and rise each other up, then, yeah, that's where the joy and the magic
1: really flows. Absolutely, and I think... the 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 energy of women that feminine energy that's rising up in our community is about that i think for a long time with um the patriarchal society women started turning on each other
0: Mm.
1: and now we're embracing the feminine getting and opening up our hearts and collaboration is hugely important and and laying down that concept of competition you know i had a friend comment to me and she said oh there's a lot of other women in the book that do mindset work as well does that worry you? And I said, absolutely not, because we're all there's so many women out there in the world that are seeking transformation, and each of us will re- resonate with different women. There is enough people. There's enough people out there for everybody. And you know, sometimes I even collaborate with my fellow creatrix transmologists. Like, it, getting away from that competition mentality is really liberating, and knowing that we can support each other and help rise each other up is just so refreshing. And I think it's what helps us women, female entrepreneurs, who, especially if we work on our own, it can become really lonely when you're you know you work for yourself and you're a sole entrepreneur so you know when you're collaborating and working other women it helps take away that that lonely feeling as well it does
0: yeah absolutely and you meet incredible people like we haven't met face to face in real life but we've chatted you know numerous times and i feel like we're so well connected i hope you feel that too oh, i but, feel like we um,
1: catch up with coffee regularly Yeah, like, yeah thinking, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's so awesome. Well, Kim, just as we finish up, um, I just wanna say thank you so much for being here today on the podcast and sharing so much. I know the audience would have got so much out of your story, out of everything that you do and everything that you've brought together today here in this conversation. Um, but I would love to finish on like, what does 2020, what is 2020 looking like for you? What are your big goals? What's something that you're really wanting to sink your teeth in this year?
1: Or what does your year look like to you going forward? So for me, 2020, you know, when I looked at my words that I wanted for this year and how I wanted to feel, my, my, my focus is on expansion. So expansion of my soul and my heart. And then from my business perspective, expansion of my work and getting it out there, I think for a long time I kind of held back from sharing what I do, and now I'm ready to like share it out on the to the world because the women that I'm here to serve aren't going to find me with if I'm not out there sharing. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, I've, I'm just being more present, I'm launching my Thrive Factor profiling sessions. I've you know, beefed up my um, emotional reset by adding the Thrive Factor profiling to that program and really just being open to the possibilities. I have a lot of faith in the universe and I've learned to just surrender. And even though I have goals and I have strategies that I kind of follow, also being open to other possibilities that may come along and if they feel right, being open to following those. So that's what twenty twenty is about for me, and I'm 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 so I'm super excited. I think twenty twenty, you know, it's a year of the rat from the Chinese calendar, and that's all about abundance. Mm. And I think for a lot of women in business, or a lot of business, you know, it's going to be an amazing year. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And it's all our mindset. So let's. Set that intention. Let's keep focusing on abundance. And um, I wish you all the best for this year. I can't wait to check in with you as the year progresses. Um, And once again, thank you so much for being on. And I'm sure we'll check in and um, upload a bit of a progress as the year goes on. So make sure you follow the Success Queen's Facebook page. And we'll, of course, in the show notes, pop all of the details so that if you'd like to get in touch with Kim, you certainly can and explore the services that she offers in her space. So thank you so much again. We will. um, Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a privilege. My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: If you loved this episode, I would love, love, love for you to subscribe to this podcast, The Messy Middle, and be sure to check out all of the show notes for any links that we may have discussed on the interview. At www.emmafirenza.com forward slash podcast. Now, mums, my goodness, we would love to hear from you and hear all about your messy middle. So please reach out to us if there's something that you would love to hear about or you would love to be featured as a guest interview on this podcast. You're going to want to head over to the website and click the button to apply or simply send me an email at hello at That is it for today. And remember to dream big and do more of what makes you happy today.